You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore B-Ball and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Today, we are looking at players who you might consider drops in fantasy basketball leagues. Michael Bolton... Let's get to it. To it. Let's get to it indeed. Of course, these are guys that you don't have to drop. You're not just going out and dropping them for no particular purpose. They're guys that you could consider if there's a free agent you want to add, if you want to maximize your streaming. All those guys that I don't think are going to be absolute 100% top 100-ish type locks for the rest of the season. And let's start off with the man in Atlanta. My name is Jeff. At the time of me recording this, it's because it's MLK Day, the games have started earlier. Uh, Jeff Teague is playing in a game for the Atlanta Hawks. At halftime, he has five minutes, and Kevin Herter has 18 minutes. So many people were panicking about Herter after last game. Oh, Teague, he's going to be the guy that takes all these minutes. Uh, I don't think that's going to be the case. This game would tend to indicate that as uh, this game would tend to indicate that as well. Um, yeah, I, I, I have no value. I have no idea that Teague is going to be any sort of guy that I want to hold on to. He is yeah, right on the top 100 this season in 28 minutes a game. He is not getting 28 minutes a game in Atlanta. He might struggle to get 20 minutes a game. He might struggle to be a top 200 bloke for the rest of the season here. And regardless, even if he's a top 130 guy, that is not someone that you hold on to under every circumstance. So he should be, in my opinion, considered expendable in majority of fantasy leagues. Pretty clearly, in my opinion. The next guy I want to talk about, the pencil, Harrison Barnes. Barnesy. I talk about Barnes because people are still persisting with him. I, I don't know why. He's 87% rostered in advanced leagues, 68 overall on Yahoo. It's too many. He's the 155th ranked player over the course of the season. And there's been chunks of the season without De'Aaron Fox, without Marvin Bagley, without both of them, without Rashawn Holmes. And he still cannot crack the top 150 despite playing 35 minutes a game. It's not going to get better from here, folks. Barnes is not a 12-team league guy. If you want to add someone who gives you 14 points off the off your waiver wire and stream that in for a 14-point boost, sure, by all means, Barnes is your man. But he gets no steals or blocks, no rebounds, no assists, low threes, poor percentage, uh, poor field goal percentage, and hits free throws. Like the only good thing he does is hit free throws. Like that's it. There is no need for Harrison Barnes to be rostered in this many leagues, unless 87% of leagues are 14-teamers. There is no reason for him to be rostered in 87% of them. If he is on your roster, seriously evaluate your waiver wire because there is going to be someone else better there. And even if there's not someone who can go, this guy is categorically better than Barnsley, opening up that roster spot to stream in to get instead of four games from Barnes during the week to get six games from streaming, that is guaranteed to be a better option for you. So Barnsley, not someone I think we should be looking at as a 12-team guy pretty clearly. Ennis Cantor is the next bloke. He's rostered in 72% advanced leagues, 59 overall. He is the 148th ranked guy over the course of the season in 18 minutes a game, which is really good. And I talk about guys like, say, yeah, D'Anthony Melton, who's you know, like 120th in 17 minutes, and that's really good. And Cantor's at that level, which is not really a 12-team league guy. It's, it is, because 156 players get rostered in 12-team leagues, so 148 is obviously within the top 156. 
but it means he's absolutely your worst player. So like I talked about with Barnes, opening that spot up for streaming is going to give you a lot more value. And we've seen recently that Cantor has seen those minutes come back up, uh, come back down under 20. We've seen Tice's minutes go back up. At some point, Robbie Williams is going to return as well and have an impact on what Cantor's doing. And while he can be you know, fine as a, as a points and rebound sort of a guy, he's just not doing them in large enough quantities. Uh, the field goal percentage is strong. That's his really good, you know, best category there. So if you want to add that for that reason, fine. But he, again, he is not a must-hold guy even in the game, say when Tice was out, he'd play like 26 minutes. And that was solid enough, solid enough to be a 12-team league guy. But holding on to players, hoping for injuries for other guys is not a good strategy to be successful in fantasy leagues. This next guy is a... It's not, maybe it's not controversial. Uh, some people might say it is because he's the 102nd ranked player over the course of the season. And that's Jeremy Lamb. But things have been rough for Lamb lately. And they're about to get a whole lot rougher when Victor Oladipo returns in about a week's time. Lamb, who is you know up and down, he played 30 minutes and he'll play 21 minutes, but things are definitely trending in the wrong direction for him. In fact, over the last two weeks, he's the 243rd ranked player in under 25 minutes a game. Now, yes, he's shooting 37% from the field in that time, which is not what he usually does. But this is not a guy that I can see being a consistent top 150 guy. He's not going to be consistently playing 30 minutes or maybe even 28 minutes a night with Justin Holiday, with Aaron Holiday, yeah, cutting into the playing time with McConnell getting some minutes there, although he might be phased out. But of course, Oladipo is going to come in and those minutes are going to come. Some of that away from Lamb as will touches. And it's just not he's just not a high enough upside guy for me to consider him a must roster. Now you could keep holding him for this next week. There's no problem with that. But again, it's about opportunity cost. Who's on the wire? Did someone hot appear on the wire that you want to add? And you've, hey, who are my worst players? Jeremy Lamb, but there's a week left. Like, who gives a shit? Like, get rid of him in that scenario. That's all about taking a short-term hit for a longer-term gain. Uh, opening up that spot for streaming again it can be really important. And that's the way I think we should be looking at Jeremy Lamb. Another guy, again, who some people will think is a little bit controversial to have as a droppable player, and that's Smokin' Joe Harris of the Brooklyn Nets. Harris is, so far this season, the 126th ranked player in 32 minutes a night, but is it going to get better than that? Is he going to play more than 32 minutes a night? I was going to say, is he going to have more stretches of the season without Kyrie Irving? And then it turns out today, Kyrie is dealing with a hamstring injury, so maybe he will. But again, the upside is just so low. He's a three-point streaming specialist, which you can get by adding JJ Redick. You can get by adding Ben McLemore. You can get Chetty Osman can give you two threes a game. Eric Gordon can hit threes. Jordan Clarkson can hit threes. Svi Mikhailu can hit threes. Isaiah Thomas can hit threes. Kyle Kuzma can hit threes. Uh, Bryn Forbes can hit threes. There are so many. Kobe White can hit threes. There are so many guys out there that can give you two threes a game that holding on to Harris when there's not much else happening there. Yeah, look, he's solid in his percentages, but he's so low volume and he's below average in both of them anyway that I'm not really sure that, that what the point is of absolutely just holding on to him for dear life. 86% rostered in advanced leagues so far. Smoke and Joe Harris, not an auto drop by any means. But a guy that when you look at him, you go, well, is, is this actually worth it? Is there someone else out there that I'd prefer to add? Would I take a flyer on Mick Porter in Denver? Yeah, absolutely. You just try that and try it for the short term. And then Porter falls back off and you grab the next bloke. And then you grab the next bloke. And then you grab the next bloke. And that is way more valuable to me than having someone like Joe Harris, especially when the Nets, the first week of the standard fantasy playoffs, have two games. And he's going to be absolutely useless in that time anyway. 
Paul Millsap, I've been talking about Millsap for quite a while. His knee is obviously an issue. His production had fallen off anyway uh, prior to the knee problem. Uh, they're going to be really cautious with him as they move forward with minutes limits and the uh, production of Porter and Grant in there as well. I just don't see Millsap again as, as a must-roster type player who is rostered in over 70% in our advanced metric. That's yeah, a number that's too high for me for a guy who's injured, who's 32, try again, who's 35 years of age. And has, you know, after a really hot start, really started to come back to earth to be that guy that we sort of, or I sort of thought he would be to begin this season. So to me, he is not a must-hold player across most leagues. Let's go on to the next guy. Hello there. OG Ananobi. Now again, people will look at what Ananobi's done and say this is probably a little bit aggressive. And I, I can see it being a little bit aggressive. And again, he's not an auto-drop player. But we have not really seen a healthy Raptors all season. We had no Kyle Lowry, no Pascal Siakam, no Fred Van Vliet, no Marcus Gasol, no Serge Ibaka. So many guys are no Norman Powell. And that all enabled Ananobi to step it back up. And his recent production, look at that game against the Thunder. 21 points in 39 minutes with three steals and five assists. Unbelievable. Against the Wizards, 26 minutes. That's a bit concerning. 18.6 rebounds, four steals and two triples. Both of them he shot 62%. Against the Timberwolves, Two points on 0-4 shooting with no peripheral stats and three rebounds and only 24 minutes a game. There are only so many minutes to go around on this Raptors team. Kyle Lowry, Fred Van Vliet, Norman Powell, Pascal Siakam, Serge Ibaka, Marc Gasol. There are six guys there. I think that was six guys that I mentioned. No, five guys that I mentioned there. Uh, no, it was six. Six guys that I mentioned there who are going to get more minutes than him on a nightly basis. Throw in Rondé Hollis-Jefferson, Pat McCaw, who they love for some reason, Terrence Davis. Ananobi is not a high usage player. He can be a defensive type streamer guy, but there just there just isn't going to be, I don't think, 30 plus minutes a night for OG to continue to be a must roster guy. Now, he's the 101st ranked player over the season. That's solid enough. 30 minutes a game, 11.6 rebounds, one steal, 0.7 blocks. Totally okay. I just don't see him maintaining the 30 minutes a night or that level of production that we saw at the beginning of the season. So again... A guy that you should be looking at and thinking, well, is it worth holding on to him? The answer there is probably going to be no in a lot of cases, but in some cases it will be yes. Same as Karis Levert. If you've got the ability to stash Levert, because his current production doesn't deserve it at all, he's the 256th ranked player this season in 28 minutes a night. I have him projected to be just inside the top 200 this year. His minutes are down. His efficiency is shit. He's not getting defensive numbers. His assists are down. Now Kyrie... If he's out again with his hammy injury, that might help Levert. But overall, if this team's healthy, he's just, I don't think, going to be anywhere close to a high enough upside guy. And I detailed this on last week's pod uh, to be a guy that we have to roster in all circumstances. And the last guy I'll talk about is a pretty obvious one, but Gorgie Jeng of the Minnesota Timberwolves. Carl Anthony Towns is back. Jeng, his value is done. Now, he was putting up some really strong numbers uh, in that period where Towns was out, but he's going to go back and play 14, 15 minutes a night max, and that is just not the sort of guy that you want to hold on to in a 12-team league. Uh, it's amazing the narrative, how it changes on Cat. I had multiple people every season. you got to draft Cat. He never misses games. Never misses them. Absolute guarantee. He's going to be plays 82 every year, Josh. You've got to draft him. And now, they're not. I'm not saying they're the same people, but the prevailing with wisdom or thoughts that come in in tweets. Should I sell Cat now in case he gets hurt again? I'm worried about what Cat's going to do. What if he goes, what if he gets hurt? What if they shut him down? What if they sit him games? The prevailing thought is just so, people love looking at, at, at 
and history is important to note, but love looking at, well, he's never missed a game, therefore he'll never miss a game again. Well, he just got hurt, therefore he's going to be hurt every game as we move forward. The prevailing wisdom or the prevailing uh, torrent of, of comments I get about it just changes so wildly. Towns is going to play, he's going to play most nights unless he gets hurt, which we have absolutely no way of being able to predict. And therefore, holding Jeng, waiting for that. Again, we could hold anybody waiting for those sort of things to happen, uh, especially when they're not all that likely to uh, to occur. All right, that'll do it for me and my mini show. I'll be back with an absolute nutcracker of a 14-game recap show with all of the MLK Day games covered. And then, uh, well, I, I guess I'll preview the one game that happens on Tuesday. Follow me on Twitter at RedRock underscore Beeble for all of your hot cross loaf news. And on Instagram at LockedOnFantasyBasketball. Subscribe, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on YouTube. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.